Hi, welcome to today's episode of Fledgling Codger's Venting Room. I normally start out by including the number, but now that I'm starting to accumulate quite a few of these, I think I'm just going to just say welcome to today's episode. But just in case you're trying to stay with the tradition part of this, it's the fourth episode. So just wanted to stay with that. And also to give you an idea of when this was recorded, may the fourth be with you. With you. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. And uh, so just wanted to throw that in there. Anyway, uh, just along those lines, uh, sometimes we like to give shout outs to uh, friends of the show. And today, along those lines of Star Wars and you know MCU and, and those sort of things, um, which brings us to the collectibles market, there's a friend of ours that has a business called Collector's Squadron. And they're big time into uh, collectibles and signed items and, and those sort of things. Uh, their website is collectorssquadron.com. So check it out, see if there's anything of interest. Now, as far as the tie-in to today's show, I'm getting away from uh, current events today. Uh, well, somewhat. But I'm going more in a sports direction and i just wanted to say the tie-in really is that besides you know the stuff that happens at comic-con you know the the collectibles that go along those lines uh this our friends at collector squadron are very heavily into the professional wrestling collectibles as well so that's my sports tie-in so if you're into any of that again check it out there's ways to get in touch with them over the website and um you know maybe you can you know hook up with them and come up with something that's maybe missing from your collection. One other thing I want to point out, when you log in, you'll see that there's a banner that says, uh, mentioned something about consignment opportunities. So if you've got collectibles uh, in those areas at home and you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, how you could possibly sell them and you don't want to do it uh, along the lines of, you know, the normal put them on eBay and, you know, go through the whole thing. Uh, check them out because maybe you can work out some kind of a deal. I don't know the specifics, but maybe it would work out to your benefit to do it that way instead of the normal way of trying to sell stuff online. Anyway, collectorsquadron.com, and uh, that's it. So now today, as I mentioned earlier, I want to get away from current events, at least for today, and uh, get into something different. And one of the type of topics that I want to get into on some of the episodes is sports. So I guess the biggest thing in sports this past weekend was the NFL draft. So I don't want to take the time to be like, you know, and you're going to ESPN and they scrutinize every single team and they say, and this one, and this one, and they show the tape and, you know, I'd need so many episodes or I'd have to make this about as long as a, uh, you know, one of today's movies. And honestly, I know that, after listening to me talk about uh, statistics for an hour or two, uh, I'm sure I would have long been turned off at that point. So really what I want to do, I want to do a couple things. I want to just point to the who I think were the, uh, the winners. And also I want to talk specifically about my team and the division that they play in. So, you know, if you want to get in touch with me, I, you know, I, like I said last time, my email is out there. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, then please do. 
uh, to talk about yours. We could, my, you could be on, or you could just ask the question, and I'll bring the question up on a future episode, whichever way you want to do it. And I'll definitely give you my opinion, you know, uh, for for what it's worth uh, on any of that stuff. So, first of all, the NFL draft. The first thing I want to talk about is my hats off. Now, you know, everybody's got their different opinions on who won the draft and all that kind of stuff. But in my opinion, there are three teams that, like, stood out as, like, whoa, they really did a good job. So, like, my hat is off to the New York Jets, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, we'll get back to the Eagles later because my team plays in the same division as the Eagles. And as much as it pains me to say how good they did, uh, I'll talk about that more later on. But anyway, the the Jets, the uh, perennial uh, whipping boys of both the draft and, well, recently anyway, the the draft and uh, the regular season, I, I think they killed it. I, you know, honestly, you know, they had all those, uh, had all those picks and under the old regime, those old picks could have been basically just burned and thrown out the window. But I really think they thought it out. It was well, really well thought out. Um, same thing with Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is always, you know, they're always in the playoff hunt, but they, uh, you know, since the, uh, you know, going back a couple of years when they were, uh, Super Bowl contenders and champions and so forth. Uh, they've kind of gotten to the, uh, they get there and then not quite kind of thing. But I think they they did a really good job in terms of uh, of replenishing uh, the uh, sending Hollywood Brown out to get additional draft picks, lowering their cap and all that kind of stuff and those sort of things. I, I think Baltimore. Is really doing a good job, as good as when Ozzie Newsom was running uh, the show over there. And like I said, the Eagles. We'll talk about those a little bit more uh, specifically when I talk about uh, my division. Okay. So, anyway, uh, in case you haven't noticed, since I mentioned the Eagles being in my division, my team, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, plays in the NFC East. And uh, you know, I pretty much want to talk about the four teams uh, that were in there. You know, as far as rank, not too much specifically, but uh, I also want to tell you what I didn't like about the Cowboys draft. So if you're if you like to hate the Cowboys, you might want to listen to this. You might have some fun with it. Anyway, if I had to rank the teams in the NFC East in terms of how they did total draft, I'd have to put the Eagles number one, the Giants two, Cowboys three and Washington four in terms of total draft. Now, in the first round, um, I kind of have to say the Giants probably, if not tie with the Eagles, were maybe a little bit ahead. In, in their past regime, regimes, their general manager, uh, they they screwed up on some of their picks. They had really good picks, and people were there for the taking, and they went in some strange direction, and you know they're where they are today. You know, they, they've had so many, they, they've had the most losses in the division in the last five years that, of any of the teams. So uh, I think the change of regime, the new general manager, new coach, all that stuff, and all a, and a pretty good hands-off approach from the owner uh, in this particular draft 
did them very well in the first round. Later in the draft, you know, again, we all there's always hidden gems. I mean, remember how far down uh, Joe Montana and Tom Brady were were drafted. So, you know, it, the jury's going to be out on this for a while. But at first glance, they, they didn't do as well in the later rounds as they did in the early rounds. Okay, so that's that's the Giants. <laughs> that's the opposite of the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys screwed up the first two rounds and then did very well later on. But anyway, I'll, I'll get back to that. But as far as the Eagles go, um, I just want to point out that uh, they really thought this one out. They thought about what they have, what they need. Uh, they're, they're in win-now mode because this is the make-it-or-break-it year for their quarterback, Jalen Hurts. And what they did was they set him up completely for success. With and, and the timing is perfect because if they give everything that Hurts needs to Hurts uh, for this season and he doesn't come through, next year is going to be a really good draft class for quarterbacks. So it's a really good time to try out your quarterback one last time, which is kind of what the Giants did as well. You know, that with Daniel Jones, it's basically – Here's your year. We didn't extend your rookie contract, and now you have a chance. And if you if you don't come through, we're going somewhere else next year. So they both took the same same approach. But I think the fact that the Eagles and the Giants both did very well in the first round, but I think the Eagles maintained that 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 whole momentum into the later rounds and really thought things out a little bit better than the Giants did. But I, like I said, I have to say, Eagles number one, Giants number two. Washington, uh, I don't know what Washington's doing. I mean, they traded for Carson Wentz, and then they, you know, they they took a couple of guys that are, you know, good players and stuff. But it doesn't seem like a real cohesive approach to the uh, to the draft. I mean, these guys could work out very well, but in terms of putting a solid, complete team together. I kind of think they missed the mark a little bit. So that's why I made them fourth. So let's talk about the Cowboys a little bit. So those of you that are Cowboys, uh, as everybody knows that even cares about football, it's the team you either love or love to hate. You know, there's really no middle ground with Cowboys generally. And um, for those of you that don't like the Cowboys, you were probably pretty happy with the way they handled the first round. Uh, as a as a true fan, besides having ESPN on TV watching the draft, I also on my laptop had uh, the Cowboys War Room on, and it, it the, what I saw visually, pretty much in my opinion, is the way that the round played out. Jerry Jones looked like he was asleep, and that's really what I think the Cowboys did in the first and second rounds because. Other teams, besides even besides the Giants and, and the uh, uh, the Eagles and the Jets, I, I think they uh, they were all moving around. They were trading back in the rounds. They were being very aggressive. There were other teams that did it. The Saints did it. Uh, the uh, Chargers did it. You know, everybody was moving around and making trades. Cowboys, I think, were asleep. It's just like. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. Oh, now what's left? So, uh, I that's that that's why I think in the later rounds they did well because it seems like oh all of a sudden they worked they they woke up, 
now they can start making some moves. And they, they picked some very good late round, made some very good late round picks. But so there there was so it's going down, it's going down and, and obviously they their main concern was getting an offensive lineman. And they, they wanted uh uh Kenyon Green, uh who was already off the board and they said, Oh, that kind of shifted it around a little bit. But then as it got closer to their pick um, you know, when you were getting down to about, they were 24, when you got to around 17, 19, like where Green went, uh, you didn't really want to trade up that high. You would have had to give up too much. But when you, what you, I noticed from a lot of the other teams where they weren't giving up a lot in terms of, you know, they were late round picks. Obviously, they trade current round picks, but they give up a few later round picks, four, five, six, stuff in there, which the Cowboys had four picks in the fifth round. So they had capital they could have played around with. But, again, I, I think they were just asleep. Uh, because once once it got down to 17 and 18, if they really, truly wanted to get an offensive lineman in that first round, they could have picked – they could have traded up to 17 to get Zion Johnson instead of the Chargers. And they could have traded up to 19 uh, to get Trevor Penning. And that's where – the Saints traded up to that spot to get Penning, like traded in front of them. So, you know, again, it was like, oh, where'd that come from? You know, so that's the kind of thing that, uh, number one. But let's just play it out, all right? So they let it come to them. So here they are sitting at 24. Their two main needs are uh, defensive uh, linemen and offensive linemen. So, but they were hardcore. We're going to get an offensive lineman. The number, the number four uh, defensive lineman in the entire draft, he was ranked number four, falls in their lap. He's right there. So, all right, so they pick it, the defensive lineman before the offensive lineman. Once you get down that far, the offensive lineman were pretty much, in terms of the ratings, the same. This guy, Jermaine Johnson, he was ranked number nine total, uh, and he was projected to go as high as number four. So here at 24, here he still is, and it's one of your two main needs. No, they didn't take him. They took another guy who was, had the most, I mean, he's he could be a quality player, but he is a project. He's a big guy, and if he, if he does come around, he could be good. But he also led college in penalties, and the Cowboys are already one of the most penalized teams in football. So, uh, you know, it just didn't make a lot of sense. And they could have – so what they should have done, in my opinion, is taking the defensive lineman, who was very highly rated, and then in the second round they could have gotten a couple of guys, uh, Bernard Raymond, uh, or a, there's a few other ones that were pretty much rated the same – uh, as, as the guy that they took, uh, and, and it it just didn't make sense that they didn't go for the best player based on the need that you know they they could take. So that was crazy. And then going into the second round, they actually reached. They did take a defensive lineman then, but they reached a, a guy that was ranked like eighty. They took him at number fifty six. Now I know that doesn't always mean anything, but again. If they would have chosen in the opposite order, they could have had two players that were dra- one player that was drafted way lower than he was ranked, so a great value, 
and then uh, in their, they could have taken an offensive lineman that was pretty much drafted around where you would expect them to draft. So anyway, I, I think that was that's a problem, and I think you're going to see it in the upcoming season. I, I think uh, definitely I see the, the Eagles leapfrogging the Cowboys uh, in terms of being the favorite, and depending on if Daniel Jones can hang on to the football, I could possibly see uh, the Giants moving there too. So, again, not not a really good day for the Cowboys. I mean, I'm obviously still a fan, have been a fan since 1967. Uh, and so I'm not going anywhere in terms of my fanship or anything like that. But I just was disappointed in the way that they drafted. And I something that's been beat to death is, you know, Jerry Jones insists on being the uh, general manager as well as the owner. And when you see the way the other new, young, up-and-coming, energetic GMs were running with this, uh, it, that just doesn't uh, – it, it's not today's NFL. I think Jerry's got to kind of step back. He can advise all he wants, but I think they need somebody in there, you know, pushing the buttons and stuff on draft day, you know, that sort of thing. So anyway, that's uh, – that's my evaluation of my division. Again, I don't want to get into too much, into too much grueling detail. Uh, but one last thing uh, to kind of keep an eye on uh, are the current reigning Super Bowl champs, the, the Rams. And they didn't have a first-round pick this year. What did they get in place of the first-round pick? They, they got a starting quarterback that got them to the Super Bowl. So, yes, they gave up a starting quarterback or a first-round pick this year. They gave up a first-round pick next year. But if you look at their draft from round two down from the picks they still had, they drafted very well. They, you know, So they're one of these hybrid teams instead of relying heavily on veterans or relying heavily on, on draft. They, they go heavily with, with the highly rated veterans, which cost them— draft picks and a bit of money and then they just draft well to fill the other positions and if they go back to the Super Bowl again this year you're going to see a lot of teams that are going to turn around and say you know what maybe that's the new model for the new NFL but um, but we'll see how that goes so I just wanted to throw that out there and um, again for today's episode I wanted to get completely off uh, current events at least for a week uh, I do have a couple of things coming up where I'm going to be doing some uh, reminiscing and uh, and evalu- music evaluation with some old bandmates and um, maybe get my friends from Collector Squadron on here for, for some movie reviews or TV reviews or whatever. Or if anybody out there is interested in joining me or just sending questions in that I'll be happy to answer at the beginning of any of the podcasts. Uh, again, my email is jgdingfeld at gmail.com. And you can just send a question or a request and, you know, we can set it up. It can be over Zoom and I could just save the audio or how, however you want to work it out. Uh, we can do something like that. But I want to get more people involved. I want to get more topics involved. I want this to be an open forum for anybody that wants to get involved. So, um, But I, I look forward to putting these together every week. And uh, again, you know, it's something I enjoy doing. And I'm hoping that you guys are enjoying them too. 
So with that being said, uh, this is uh, this is my podcast. Uh, it's all I got for today. And this is Fields, and I'm out.